you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Would you like to be in a room with me, Lucy Porter? And me, Jenny Ryan. We are doing a live event as Woo! part of the London Podcast Festival on Saturday the 11th of September 2021 at 9.30pm. And it's at King's Place in London Town. London's glamorous, not the West End. Yay! <laughs> and if you would like tickets, you can go to kingsplace.co.uk and we'll see you all there. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Welcome, my loves. <laughs> my angels, my darlings, my sweethearts. This is normally what I say when I've forgotten people's names. And since I don't know your names, listeners, let's just say that's you. Um, just guess my names. darlings. <laughs> Yes, to Susan, uh, Anthony, Johannes, um, Francesca. Is there going to be a Johannes listening? I hope there is. Hope Do so. get in touch if you are. <laughs> it is I, Lucy Porter, and of course Jenny Ryan with another episode of Fingers, Fingers on Buzz. Buzzers, Buzzers. Uh, yes, we have an action-packed episode for you today, um, and it is really action-packed because we're doing something 
that in the physical world requires actual effort. <laughs> Not really like running a marathon, but you know, you've got to move your arms. You've got to roll a There's dice. There's definitely <laughs> finger dexterity and uh, yeah, it's board games anyway. It's board games that we're doing. Excellent. With the guys from Bush's Board Game Thing, which is yes. a renowned podcast in the world of board games. And we're going to talk board games in general, but we need to drill into the quiz side of board games because there's quite a few out there and some are better than others, aren't they, Lucy? They sure are. Well, I will be mentioning the highs as in the Every Second Counts board game and the lows. Well, in fact, I won't say, I won't name and shame, but yes, we will be talking about our faves, our not faves with the wonderful Andy Bush and Brian Murphy. They're coming up now. We are thrilled, honoured and delighted to be joined by Andy Bush and Brian Murphy. Hello, Andy and Brian. Hey, Hello. how you doing? Hiya. Hi. Hi. Now, obviously, we all know you off of the radio from Absolute, amongst other wonderful things that you've done over the years. You know, I won't go through your CV, but... <laughs> <laughs> no need to. Very thin. It very is very thin. thin. It's very, very thin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, radio broadcasters and board game geeks. Well, yeah, Brian and I have known each other for quite a few years, haven't we, Brian? And we've we've always yeah. organised little games nights and all that kind of stuff to get people together. We thought it would work as like a little weekly podcast, Bush's board game thing. Brian's name isn't on it. It's a little bit like the Dave Matthews Band, but like Brian's <laughs> the bass player in it. Yeah, I'm currently thinking about legal action for that uh, because the alliteration of Brian's board game thing works just as well. So I don't know why. Mm. Why? You know, Bush and Brian's board game thing would work just as well. But, you know, yeah. never mind. let's not get into that right now. I mean, we if might... anything, it'd be better, wouldn't it? Because it would be a longer, better title. I, I've not come in here for this. Um, <laughs> if we separate, Brian might run a rival one, like, uh, you know, where the yeah. Eagle, what, was, what was the, the Eagles? The, uh, Chris, yeah, uh, so I think it's Bucks Fizz as well. Bucks yeah, Fizz was, have that's, that's three my or example four different Bucks Fizz. Fizzes, yeah. So I'd be the real board game thing. Yeah, I'll be the continuity board game thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was actually never really into board games until I met Andy, to be honest. Um, I didn't, obviously, everyone's played board games when they were a kid, but I sort of stopped and he sort of got me into it um, by going to places like drafts uh, where you can just sit around and just chat and play board games. And it's actually really nice, especially in this day and age with uh, all the COVID stuff as well. Well, yeah. And, and it's, you know, uh, there's a bit of a PR job to do because I think it, even though it's fine, sometimes, you know, trying to get people to play a board game, some people re- react really strangely to it, don't they? Like, yeah. uh, why would I want to do that? Or they think you're going to get a load of orcs out and have an all round <laughs> wolf print fleece or something like that and have a ponytail. And, you know, there are people who I love people who've got a passion for anything, really, to be honest with you. So I think if you if you go a bit extra to do something that you love, then I think that's a great thing in life. And there should be more people like that. But the thing with our podcast is we, we muck around quite a bit with it as well there's lots of dead serious board gaming podcasts out there um we're not one of those just trying to spread the word a little bit it's so important to have you know as as what you guys do just like leisure time where you, you give your brain a bit of a break and do something a bit do something a bit different you know work's stressful and life's stressful enough as it is you know just give your brain a holiday and that's what i think that's what it's all about really well, you are definitely preaching to the converted here because Jenny, and well, particularly Jenny, actually, is one of the most competitive board game players you could ever possibly hope to meet. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking here? I'm competitive with myself. Right. And, right. I, you know, I get upset if I've lost because I've made a mistake. Or, or the thing that upsets me more is people not playing it properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yes. I like people playing properly and, and giving the game a lot of respect. I mean, I've told the story before about the Monopoly incident in my stepdad's side of the family where they they were playing it in the early 70s and got to a point in the game where there was no ruling in the official rule book. So they oh. they put they wrote to, is it War- Waddington's? Yeah. And, yes. um, for an adjudication and put the game away intact as it was. And then Amazing. three months later, when they got a response, got the game out again and started playing. That's that I level that. of, of I like attention that level to of detail. But, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like in any other house. I mean, if it had been my maternal family house, we'd have just made up our own rule. And that would have house been a right family rule. Yeah, yeah. It's, in this house, we play... That's our shock. Oh, we we do this to jazz it up a little bit. When you come from that background, you have to take games kind of seriously, but also try not to take it too far to heart. Otherwise, have you been banned? Have you been banned from playing any games with anybody? Because I've been banned from playing Trivial Pursuit with my wife for what mm. she calls constant crowing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for reading all the questions and, and having remembered. No, no, for constant That's... because I'm I'm a good loser, but I'm I'm an Awful winner. Terrible. I'm the yeah. world's winner. worst winner. Yeah. I just, I, I, it's almost, oh, I just crow like anyone's business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Cameron. Uh, no, no, no. I've, I, I've been, I've been banned. Cluedo cannot be played in our family. <laughs> the, the Lisa Simpson incident. Oh. What was, what was the Lisa Simpson incident? Do tell. Uh, I was, I was fortunate enough that the Christmas present I wanted one year was Simpson's Clue. So it's imported. Simpsons Clue. Like it. And we gathered around after Christmas dinner to play it. And unfortunately, it was it was an in-law. It wasn't a, a, a blood relative who had misrepresented the fact that they had Lisa Simpson in their hand, as you're supposed to do. You, you know, you're supposed to, you know. Yeah, no, of course. Got yeah, it, yeah. You've got to show it. Um, which meant that my stepdad had made a false accusation and was out of the game, and we only found out at the end of play, and that was it. We're not allowed to play it anymore. Wow! <laughs> no, uh, no won't be played. I've still got it's. It's been played once, that one time in its entirety. It's still bad on memories. my shelf. It's got bad no, vibes I, I, around. I, I, I want. I want some happy mystery solvers to play with me, not someone who's going to take it. So it's <laughs> like I'm really slagging off my stepdad here, but yeah, they're, they're, they are serious gamers over, over in the Leeds branch of the family. And we're more um, over enthusiastic game players. <laughs> one, one, one thing we've mentioned quite a bit on, on our podcast, which is, uh, and it kind of feeds into the whole um, competitive thing is, is the pressure on you then to uh, get the rules right. So you, you can't, you know, if you're going to have a competitive game, then you have to be absolutely on point with the rules. Mm. And for me, as the one who, who's the person who normally buys the games and explains the games and gets people yeah. together to do it, I, I hate the pressure of being the one that has to explain it because you're worried about getting the rules oh, correct. Mm-hmm. You're also worried. I'm, I'm always hugely worried that other people are having a good time. And if you see them starting to look at their phone, so sometimes I don't want to put my my enjoyment or self-worth on the line like that. You know what I mean? Do you, do you mm-hmm. have a problem with that kind of side of things? Personally, I... I... I've assumed the role that I was always mystified that my granddad never played games when we were, when I was a kid. He was always the the games master, so he'd be the one with the timer when we were playing charades and making rulings. And I now know it's because he was the well, he was the responsible adult, and it's quite a good position to be in, especially if 
say there's a game where there's a quiz element or something um, where I'm seen to have an unfair advantage, it's best actually to have the hands-off role and yeah. to be the facilitator. And I find it a bit more enjoyable. And then people just start screaming in our family anyway when they, <laughs> they've had a few drinks and the memoing is the thing. <laughs> I've met some me, of her family. Memoing is the short shorthand phrase for basically any kind of cheating. It comes from charades. It's memoing, sorry. M-E-E-M-A-W, memo. Right. It comes from charades. So right. it's if you're mouthing a word, it's memoing. Uh, uh, but that's now expanded uh, to be basically any form of cheating in a game <laughs> or any kind of trying to game the system. Um, uh, and, you know, and so someone has to be there to make a ruling. It's funny because my kids now, if somebody needs to be in charge, if you're playing with kids, then they do get bored within seconds. Mm. So I need to have read every single rule yeah. and have an answer for everything yeah. before we play, you know, even mousetrap or things that you would think that there is absolutely no way <laughs> it's like frustration it, it's weird though isn't it because um i've got uh we've got like a two and a half year old and an 11 year old and my eldest daughter when when we first started i really was hugely encouraged i really wanted to get her into playing games so she'll end up playing games with me because it's difficult trying to get anyone to play with you sometimes to do stuff so <laughs> i thought let's train her early and at the beginning with kids you let them you have to like fudge the rules to let them win a little bit mm. don't you like just because otherwise they don't take to kind of uh um some some of the crushing brutality of, of of board games and all that kind of stuff but then as time's gone on now she she really likes games where you are um trying to beat someone and quite adversarial games it's been an interesting shift in the way that the games that they're into are as they get older and older do you know what i mean it's kind of yeah. it's hmm. strange but oh, it's, it's- i think it's a valuable thing to learn as you know, as you're growing up i think yeah, no, and it is a nice way because it is one of the only things that you can do with kids now that isn't device driven, you know, and you yes. actually do sit around. So it is it is a lovely thing. Putting you on the spot, your favourite board games. Andy, what's your favourite? Well, this is uh, this is going to come across quite boring. A big history oh, oh. buff. Oh, here he goes. So Brian's, here he, goes. Here he, goes. <laughs> he, he does he does he does Sigh. love obtuse board games. I, I think I'm at the thin end of the wedge when it comes to board games. So we'll play fairly mainstream board games like Jaws or what's the other one we played the other I oh, can't remember what was it uh, June that was a great one we played oh, okay, yes. I'll, I'll speak to Andy like where did you go last night because I went to drafts and I played this game and basically you're a you're a 1950s Hungarian passport official and what you've got to do is you have to you have to stamp as many passports as you can but then the, and then so you do quite like obtuse games but you know I do I, well, this is my thing right I'll get into a bit of history right I think I'm really into that bit of history what I do I'll have an audio book on the go about it which I'll listen to on the train whilst everyone else is playing Candy Crush Saga out loud on the C2C from Essex into central London and then I'll match that up like someone might match a fine wine with a nice bit of steak I'll match that up with a board game game that I'm playing so my favorite game of all time is called fire in the lake which is about the war in Vietnam and I, I learned about the history of Vietnam of the war through playing that game because it makes you want to read up more so mm. this is the problem I get though because if, if I was to pull that game out in, in front of a group of like mates who just come over for a casual kind of evening oh yeah well we can try a board game <laughs> they'd murder me because it takes five or six hours to play it so you have to be really careful with you know you don't want to scare people off that'd be the worst thing in the world yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? yeah. you have to build up to that ex- Build yeah, up to that kind of thing. Expecting Jenga and then they get that. It's a exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> so obviously we are obsessed with board game TV titans and the world of quiz board games. So, I mean, have you experienced many of those? And are there any that you think are, are sort of better than others? My first ever 
proper board game I remember playing when I was a kid was Trivial Pursuit. And I couldn't understand why my parents were like kicking me and my brother's ass the whole time. And it's because we were playing the <laughs> Trivial Pursuit um, Baby Boomers edition. They did like a special <laughs> edition. Like, they stuff, did, yeah. Questions from the 1950s. It's like, what? What's all this about? So uh, we definitely grew up on Trivial Pursuit. And I still, I mean, I, I think people still play it a lot now. It's You do get the weird thing where you might have read a lot of the, you know, read a lot of the cards and people start to, you talk about gaming the system earlier on where you, it might be your game so you know what questions are coming up, etc. Well, here's the thing, though. Do you play the rules of? Do you give have to give the correct answer or the answer that is correct on the card? So, for instance, mm. I think I've got an I've got an edition of Trooper Suit where F W de Klerk is still the Prime Minister of South <laughs> Africa. So, would would you would you take the current? answer or would you have to take the answer on the card that's that is a nice twist because you don't, well that's like it's it's going back to andy's uh historical games yeah you're actually playing as someone who's playing it for the first time in 1985 it's like quantum leap you would go yeah. back to 1985 <laughs> say oh boy and then you've got to try and work out what it is but, but I mean, we're, we're not just saying this we did actually play the chase uh board game about three or four weeks ago on board game thing and it's really really good it's really, it's a really good mm. portable little board game. So, so some things kind of translate quite well into the world yeah. of board games, and I think it's now. I, I feel like quiz shows now are having to be kind of a bit more unusual. I bet a lot, a lot of the ideas of quiz shows now that are out there that there are successful would have been like not laughed out the room 15 years ago, but it used to be a lot more kind of like formal environment, didn't it? A quiz, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Where I think yeah. people are willing to try out more unusual ideas. So if you've got an, you know, the interesting concept like with the chase where you've got the kind of countdown and someone trying to chase you on the board, that kind of side of things works really well in, in, a, in a board game format. So I feel like board games and quizzes are at first quite separate entities, maybe come together a little bit well, you know, with Trivial Pursuit. Uh, but now that there's more interesting mechanisms at play during um, during quiz, quizzes that you see on TV, I think that they are working out better as a board game than yeah. they ever have done, you know? Because I remember being a kid and we used to have the, like the Blockbusters card game, which was Ooh, all right. that's an effort. That's an effort, though. Yeah. You lose it, a few hexagons and you're done for. We had the Tele Addicts board game of the good, of the tv show i i didn't really like it because a lot of it was stuff you didn't you know i didn't really know about bill and ben or because back in the 80s it was questions about stuff from the 60s and 50s yeah so yeah well, the, the, the interesting thing. thing is there's this there's a really interesting approach uh towards luck that you get in kind of the board gaming community where some people don't like random like the random thing so it's like mitigating luck. So if you if you go into a situation where you're playing a competitive game and you try your best, but it's the hand of fate that deals you, um, you know, it's all decided on one dice draw, no matter what you've been doing, then people find that quite off-putting. So I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to get your take on it. If you if you're playing, if you're involved in a quiz where you're trying to work, you know, you're using your general knowledge, is that luck? Is luck that you're getting something that just happens to be in an area that you're not au fait with, or? Do you prepare to succeed in those kind of situations? Does luck come into it? Yeah, it certainly does. So, so for instance, there's um, the, the the world or the British Quizzing Championships. You you're going over maybe 150 questions to decide who wins, and sometimes you get an absolutely perfect game where literally things you were reading about in the last five days are coming up one after another after another but it's i think that still is more about you know the old gary player the more i practice the more lucky i get kind of thing so there's there's a lot of that about but there is you, you you could get i'd love it if i went into one of these quizzes and there was basically an entire round about 
RuPaul's Drag Race because that would be lucky for me to get that and unlucky for somebody else to, to fall into that particular trap. So it's there's, there is a luck element, but there's also that is mitigated by the fact that you can't just say, oh, I was, I was really unlucky to be in that particular seat where all my questions were. Yeah. Topics I didn't know about. Well, you should have learned about them before. That's like quite often when you get a TV quiz board game tie-in, it's difficult for the ones where you do have sort of rounds. Like I'm thinking of, we had Every Second Counts, the Paul Daniels quiz. We had the board game of that. And the problem is you get a category. And if you get a category where, you know, it's model railways or is the, they're all quite sort of 70s and 80s categories as well. So it is things, yeah. you know, it is things like home brewing or um, macrame. As, asbestos in the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Savile. <laughs> so it's a kind of yes, it's a sort of strange thing where you you feel like yeah, you're slightly cheated in that situation when you're in a board game situation because also then you're very much you know, you're at home and you're playing with friends for fun. Yeah. You're not playing for money. So actually the you know, the the, the fury of not getting it right is even greater in a way because you know it should be fun you're not even trying to get a prize if you know what I mean we always have in our podcast the distinction between quiz shows and game shows it sort of can be quite blurry sometimes and I guess for your podcast are there sort of things that fall slightly between two stools it's like is it a sort of physical game or but does a board game have to have a board Andy you know well this is I mean this is the thing I mean we, we there we had this so discussion, many, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's like mm. what what constitutes a board game? It's a lot of these games now are so brilliantly portable because they're just cards. So mm. that that's still technically a board game. And this, and we we've been trying to look at so many different types of games that aren't that aren't even competitive. The one that we've just been uh, doing in a, in a recent episode, I've still got the book here. It's called Thousand Year Old Vampire, where you work together to create the story of a of a vampire character that you, so it's like a narrative game so there's no yeah. there's no winning or losing but you're working together to uh to, mm. to create an amazing you know almost like a mini series in your mind that kind of wow. thing so uh, they really are pushing the envelope with different ways of doing it and uh, some people like a competitive game so some people are really put off by competitive games and don't yeah. like it at all i mean there's i've got preferences. friends who like they're like oh, i just don't like the pressure because we yeah. have them um, again with the kids i love a competitive game but i am very bad at letting my children win so you should be i know exactly you've got to teach them haven't you but also they always fight if one of them wins so more collaborative (laughs) games have been a godsend for us there's one called bank attack which is where you you're all doing a heist and you get like this little um vault and it's got a timer on it and it's electronic and that is absolutely perfect yeah you have to collaborate to win and the weird thing is that we've talked about this on the podcast as well but there's this kind of thing called the uh, alpha gamer situation where you can get someone who in a cooperative game we're all working together one person becomes overly dominant tells everybody else what to do and you don't other people then sometimes don't have a good time because they feel like they're back in the workplace being told what to do by someone who's a bit more kind of vocal than them. So it's you know, you know, I jokingly compared to picking board games like Sommelier or something like that. But sometimes you really do need to choose the game for the yeah. group that you're you're you've got because certain people really are put off by certain characteristics of certain yeah. games. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And also, I suppose, in a similar way, as the evening goes on, and maybe if alcohol is being imbibed, hmm. you know, the kind of game that you could probably get away with at the beginning of the evening versus... I, we had some friends around for dinner the other night, and we managed the top-of-the-pops game um, by the end of the night, but really, we just took the kazoos out and went for it. We didn't. We weren't properly <laughs> playing the game. But I mean, it is. It's a, it is a nice sort of social thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I genuinely, for me, it's been to the detriment of me actually properly playing any of these games because I'm so worried about. I just love seeing other people have a good time. If you've invited them over and they're all around the table, it's such a fulfilling feeling to uh, know that people have just turned their phones off and they're. And yeah. they're they're doing that and getting involved and 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 a game. So you get these amazing moments in in, in games. So sometimes you know, like films, do the same kind of thing for you and stuff like that. And I think games can create these kind of amazing moments. So yeah, yeah. it's brilliant to get everyone around. And uh, it's been a godsend for um, you know people during being trapped in the house for twelve months. I mean, we talk a lot about solo. Board games. There's a lot of brilliant solo board games where you're, mm. uh, Jenny, you just mentioned playing your own game. There's a lot of games where you can just play against a system on your own if you just need a half an hour out for your, like, a, just to decompress from the working. It's the mindfulness, working really. It's, it is uh, mindfulness, yeah. definitely. So there's, a, there's been a real um, shift in approach to people previously would have zu- uh, viewed playing a solitaire game as being a bit weird. Now I think anything you can do to give your, your brain, like we mentioned earlier on, just a bit of a holiday, then, you know, do it. But we are going to be heading out into the wide world very soon. And uh, our producer, Amanda, has told us how brilliant you are at hosting quizzes. And I, what I want you to do, I mean, I presume with your podcast, you could do a live board games night. But I would also like you to put on a, a quiz for us because apparently your quizzes are marvellous. What are your quizzing tips for anyone who's setting quizzes? Well, Brian is Brian is the genius at this. Uh, Brian does a lot of the writing of these quizzes that we've done. We've done them a lot of the times for work. So we'll do like a work a morale boosting work event. Well, I'm sure yeah, we can't it. give you a pay rise, but here's some here's some free pizza. Here's <laughs> some free pizza. That'll do you for six months. <laughs> Basically, what you do is just go to the internet and just look up quizzes. Really, that's all you do. I so as part of my work as a radio producer, we often have to do quizzes or whatever, and I get so sick and tired of hearing really boring quiz questions. So I just look at it and reverse engineer it by just finding interesting facts and then writing a question that is 
it's basically a delivery system so people then yeah. the next day might go if you're lucky and if you've written it well enough just go oh did you know that blah 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 and um, one of the things that went down really well was uh what was it we did that time where we did a quiz called think like a millennial and this shows how old we are because now there's been a whole new generation there's gen z now so there's this is like five or six years ago. And what you'd have to do is you would, you wouldn't have to answer the question with the correct answer. You'd have to answer it with, with what you think a millennial would say. Cause there was a couple of millennials in our offices and yeah. I just asked them a load of questions. And it was things like, do you have any understanding of what the USSR is? Do you have any concept of it? What Gulf war do you remember the most things like that? And then that made it a bit more interesting and just, just basic in, interesting things that will make people think a little bit. A very um, fine like, line between a good night out and an HR incident. That's where. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, essentially. Uh, alleyway, essentially. Of or corridors. Just uh, you know, name name the uh, name all the dances in Wilson Pickett's Land of a Thousand Dances. You know, Ooh, things yeah. things like that, mm. just to make people think of it and have a bit of fun with it. So it's yeah. not always. But do you know the interesting Chelsea thing? win the FA Cup, blah blah blah. The interesting yeah. thing is, people though, when they go into a pub quiz night, want proper questions as well because you, you like if, mm. if this go, goes back to kind of choosing the right uh, stuff for the crowd, they want a bit of proper quizzing in there. So it's like a mix of actual proper questions where you can feel yeah. proud of yourself. But if you did all joke ones, there might be a bit of a riot because people are. There was yeah, the there was yeah. a few incidents where people were like, "How am I supposed to know what Adam Faith's last words were?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, fair enough, fair enough." <laughs> What were Adam Faith's last words? I mean, we really can't uh, uh, leave that. I think it was, I don't know, can you swear on this podcast? So I'll believe myself if you can't. I've got it here somewhere. It's all fucking shit, isn't it? And that was because he was watching Channel 5. He was watching Channel 5 at the time. (laughs) I'm not laughing at Adam Faith's death. I'm laughing at these circumstances around it. Absolutely brilliant. Like I said, HR incident, great night out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm wondering how I would do on that uh, millennial quiz because I, I, I'm technically a geriatric millennial. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, because apparently there's there's a uh, there's a crossbreed between millennial. Uh, Zenial, That's it. So yeah. you have some of the characteristics of a Gen Xer. And you're a little bit more, is it media savvy? Or you can work technology a bit better than... Yeah, a, but I'm still not. Older. I'm not a full millennial. I think right. the, the thing for me, millennials don't really remember not having the internet at home. That's that's a millennial right. for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. Whereas I, see. I, I remember, the I remember weird thing get, is... getting an email address at school. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Isn't it weird though? You know, people with different categories of stuff that they can and can't remember. Despite all of that though, uh, we've talked about this before, you have, there's still the same old cultural reference points. Like if you're good at swimming, people call you Duncan Goodhue. Yeah. And there's like loads of people who don't even know who that is. Or yeah. if your microphone David cuts David Bailey out of work. for photography. Yeah. yeah, yeah. David, all right, David Bailey there. Oh, he thinks of... he's Sterling Moss going at that speed. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. Norman Collier if your microphone cuts out. <laughs> was it out. someone we were talking to on this show or was it something else where they were saying, um, basically, if you were famous in the last millennium, you are still famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's a now culture has become so tribal. Famous mm. people are famous in their niche. Yeah, yeah. famous people. Yeah, my kids know people. We still that I've all know the people who were famous yeah. in yeah. in the eighties and nineties because yeah. everybody you had to be super famous to be famous, yeah. and everybody knew you. And you yeah. were usually famous for one thing, like being Norman Collier and having that routine. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, whereas now people, everybody's a YouTuber slash podcaster slash reality TV star, mm. and you don't really know what anyone actually does anymore. That's true. It's absolutely true. It's almost like we need to have a recalibration of, uh, you know, who you use if you, you have a famous swimmer or <laughs> someone swimming fast or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all decide, like like units of measurement, we need a yeah. you know, standardization. <laughs> Make it as big as when we went de- decimalised and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
big we'll campaign just, bus, yeah. that kind of thing. Come on, Brexit. You know, this is good. this could be the thing that we all We're get taken behind. back control of our cultural references. <laughs> we are a hundred percent. Now we uh, it's, uh, the slogan could be at least we all now know where we stand or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really that's a good slogan. On, that's a very good slogan. There's um, still now, be people who won't be giving up their Duncan Goodhue for love. That's a good point. Do you know what? I don't think I would. I would say I'm still going to have Duncan Goodhue. Or did, Percy Thrower, David Bell, anything to do with, you know, the yeah. nature, David Bellamy. Yeah. If you've been married a lot, you're Jean Jean Gabor. Yeah, it's loads of shoes. Or Joan Collins. Marcos. Yeah, yeah. Loads yeah. Of shoes. I love this. This is around in a pub quiz, isn't it? It is. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. The standard unit of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, now, I feel we should invite our beloved producer, Amanda. Uh, back to give us a quiz because we've we've whetted our appetites haven't we talking about board games and yeah. talking about quizzing if you're really strong as well you're Jeff Capes yes oh, Jeff Capes yes. I was actually given a big stack of board games from my granny's house uh, on Sunday oh wow um, but they're the ones that they don't really want so, <laughs> um, so I was given this one my auntie gave it me went we played it once it's a bit shit <laughs> This could be the game we talked about earlier, which is where you have to answer it as it's on the card. Yes. When this game was produced. It's called Nostalgia, so... Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. this reminiscent ramble through the momentous events of the late 20th century is a game of fads and fashions. Oh, Wow. I think that's great. Well, we'll play that. Maybe we could. I think we should do a. No, we're gonna ma- we're gonna do some games nights, aren't Let's we? Let's do a live mashup games night because also, sure. I, if we'd had time, but I'm, I was going to show you. I bought this from the charity shop the other day. The Mike Reed pop quiz oh, card wow. game. <gasps> Uh, released oh, in 1985. Look at, look at Mike on the front there. Now, when Brian was saying how he hates boring quiz questions, I thought... Okay, no, I actually love them, late. actually. No, they're, they're great. <laughs> it was quite late when I put these together last night, but they are, of course, going to be all kind of trivia about board games. So I've got oh. you've all got two questions each. Lovely. Who would like to go first? Who's the guests first, first, I think? Brian, Andy? go on, Brian. Oh, do you throw me under the bus? Okay, right, go, go on, on Brian. <laughs> yeah, love. Brian first. Can I do it in the style of what I do when I watch um, uh, University Challenge? Just shout out the only thing I know. And that's the answer. <laughs> I just go Monopoly. It and then works. if that's not the answer, <laughs> yeah. the next question I'll just shout Monopoly. <laughs> if you throw enough mud at the wall, something sticks. Okay. Yeah. So here's your first question, Brian. In operation, what is the patient's name? Oh, we, oh, we literally did it the other day. About this on our show last week. Oh, flippity gibbet. Cavity Sam. Yeah. Whoa. Very well good. Done. See, that's luck. That's luck that we were talking about earlier on because we were only doing that on the podcast the other day. There's there you luck go. for you. <laughs> Lucy, I'm going to go to you next. So, mm. um, which board game did Fidel Castro ban in Cuba in 1959? Oh, 59. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say, I'm going to steal Brian's answer and say it was Monopoly because of its awful capitalism. See? Absolutely correct. I thought you were going to say Operation. That's surely how they start people training to be doctors. They've got some of the best doctors in the world in Cuba. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They, love, they love Operation in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, getting started young. <laughs> Andy, your first question is... Okay, uh, don't mess this up for us. Don't, don't. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, mate. I think you're going to know this. What is the name of the murder victim in Cluedo? Oh, no. Yeah. Brian knows it. I can see. Yeah. Um, we all know I, it, Andy. No pressure, but we all know it. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know what it is. I knew it, so I didn't even bother to look at the answer to see if I was correct. <laughs> uh, Gary Plum. 
Ooh, uh, <laughs> the professor's cousin. No, that That's was, it, professor's yeah. cousin stayed for the weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give your teammate a chance to answer this one, Brian. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Um, <sighs> is it one of those things where they don't have a name? Is it a trick question? They, it does no they name. Do have a name. No, they, no name. Yeah. My mind's blank. Jenny and Lucy, which well, one is the colour name, isn't it? So yeah. it's black. Dr. Is it Dr. Black. black? Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Black in the UK and in the US it's Mr Body with two D's well I've actually Mr. interestingly Body. enough got Mr Black so mm. and that's what he was called I think wow. in my board game so that's up to adjudication so anybody listening wants to let us know <laughs> what they buff. think but yeah but so we, they're not going to get that point then yeah is that right Things on yeah, buses yeah. Were right yeah, that that and I'm definitely yeah. biased so. hey my extra fact as well there <laughs> I like your extra facts thank you Jenny <laughs> and was Body with two D's yeah Mr Body I don't like that Americans called it Clue no no, I don't weird, like that. It? Yeah, it's like you can't be bothered with the extra, just <laughs> the extra finesse on the end. Yeah. And also in looking up sort of trivia, there was a Golden Girls version of Cluedo or Clue. Oh, wow. And oh um, you God. had to find out who ate the last bit of cheesecake. Was it Blanche in mm. the kitchen? with? And it was, yeah. If so... anyone wants to buy me that for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is my ideal Christmas Absolutely, present. absolutely. <laughs> Jenny, what is the name of the world's oldest known board game? Ooh. That's we a think good one. we know this, don't we? We think we know this. Is it that one that you did the thing well, for, Andy? I've got a very old board game here, which is called Tabula, the Roman oh. game. Is it that? Oh. <laughs> did you dig that up from an archaeological site, Jenny? I did, yes. Yeah. Very recently. I, I, I went the... up to Hadrian's Wall and I found this. <laughs> Um, Ludo. Oh, good guess, but it's got not... a Latin name. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but n- not in this case. So, Brian Bush, would you like on, to Brian, you... on this? It's it's the name of that journal you wrote for, Andy. Is it um the board game journal you wrote the article for? What's that? What's the name of that magazine? Oh, um, Senate. Correct. Yeah, very good. So, Babylonian game or something, is it? It was pre dynastic and first dynasty burials in Egypt. It was found, apparently. I thought that was the theme of it. I was going to say, that's another nightmare I want to try and convince people to play (laughs) Sunday night. I will just have a drink. We'll leave it. It's fine. (laughs) Very good. Wow, that was impressive. Just let you know, Andy, you haven't, you got your first one wrong. So, I'm just carrying the team a little bit. Well, we're a team. (laughs) Just pull your weight. Pull your weight. So um, this is a bit harder. Well, I thought this was, but the Ooh. original version of Monopoly was based on the streets of which American city? Oh, I don't know this one. I'm, New York's too obvious, isn't it? So uh, Baltimore. Well, it's always good to have a guess, but that's not correct. Yes. Andy, any ideas or just want to have a guess? I'm going to go Chicago. Great guess, great guess, but not the case. I think Jenny might know this. I know it. At least yeah. you know it. Well, uh, the short answer is no. <laughs> it's a very good. I was listening to you know Tim Harford, who does uh, loads of stuff with statistics. He does a thing called Cautionary Tales, a podcast called Cautionary Tales, yeah. and he did one all about the genesis of Monopoly. Oh, it was really interesting, and I loved it. And I now can't remember. Was it somewhere like Philadelphia? No, no. you're getting there. Uh, I can't remember. Atlantic City. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, so you were wow. close with New York. Boardwalk Brian. Empire. Yeah. I think Boardwalk might be their equivalent of Park Lane or Mayfair. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know. Yeah, because the guy who got paid for devising it said, "Oh, I, I, I made it about Atlantic City because of happy holiday memories I had there." And anyway, it turned out he'd actually nicked it off a woman. 
Of course he did. Um, yeah. So it's Always quite it's a really good uh, yep. interesting story yeah. to start with. And that oh, is yeah. a really good podcast, so yeah. Mm. Sorry, let the team down, Andy. Sorry, let the team down. Well, we're not gonna win the caravan <laughs> now, are we? You so? were very <laughs> but Brian, you were really close with New York, so well done. Um, um Yeah. Next day, over. Yeah, exactly. Lucy, using all Scrabble tiles in one go is called oh. a what? Oh, that's a great question. And I have literally no idea. Is it something like a a Jizzy Wizix? Because it's got, <laughs> it's got all of the things in it. I'm going to call it a Jizzy Wizix. Well, I don't know what a Jizzy Wizix is. It sounds, I mean, having said it, I really wish I hadn't because it sounds slightly rude. It sounds like um, a website. <laughs> Incognito mode on. <laughs> I'd like to throw it over to Andy and Brian. No, no idea absolutely no idea. Absolutely I no love idea. this question, though. It's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Jenny, do you know it by any chance? I'm going to give you all the I've clue already said that. I'm not, a, I'm not a Scrabble person. Oh, of course, like, yeah. I call it like a bingo or something. I don't know. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah, oh it's called it's a fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Who didn't you? Well done. That is good. Wow. 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 Well done. Just getting all of something, isn't it? So mm. a bingo. This is why she gets paid the big bucks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just throwing out my limited answers. It's, it's, it's what Brian was saying before. You know, I'm just going to guess at something. Yeah. My limited knowledge helps me there. What would I shout out in a game if I was very excited? Bingo. If in doubt, shout it out. You're dizzy right, with. Andy, next, yes. <laughs> next question, no matter what, if you don't know, just shout out Hungry Hippos. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yes. do it. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> okay, I'm actually going to go to you next, Jenny, just because the last question is slightly wordy and it's quite a good one to end on, I think. So I'm going to, Jenny, this is your second question. Which strategy board game derives its name from the Latin for I play? And you're going to know this. That's Ludo. Yeah, you Whoa, I was psychic. Yeah, I yeah you kind of said that oh, earlier. That. Me and Andy knew that. We definitely yeah. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big, big, Latin, big Latin buffs. Yeah. Huge Latin buffs. Kelly assess pattern. Right, so the final question. This is directed towards you, Andy. It is multiple choice and it's a little bit longer. So here we go. In the 80s, an encyclopedist tried to sue makers and designers of Trivial Pursuits, alleging that many this. of their we questions came directly from his this. books. So this particular person planted false facts in the encyclopedia we know this. to catch them out. Now, which of these facts were planted in this encyclopedia? So one of them is true and the other two I've made up. So is it A, that TV detective Columbo's first name is Philip? Is it B, that Cary Grant invented Yahtzee during breaks in filming North by Northeast? Or is it C, that the images used in the original 1979 version of Guess Who were based on mugshots of criminals? Uh, we covered this uh, it was one of Brian's board game facts in our podcast so this is luck coming back round oh, I believe on, Andy, though. it might be a thing though it might be a thing where all three it could be a trick question I wouldn't but do anyway, that definitely... just to say right. Amanda wouldn't do that she's, she's a good person she wouldn't do that kind of trickery I'm going to go for A the Columbo fact very good. Yeah, absolutely. And just to sort of clarify that the judge did dismiss the case as well. It was unfounded. So craziness that is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Philip Colombo, he made that up. So that's how they managed to take him to court. But then it was revealed, actually, he, he does have a real name and it's Joseph. Joseph Colombo. Joseph Colombo. Imagine if that was how the, you, you was played the long game. He just really wanted to know what Colombo's <laughs> first name was. <laughs> <laughs> Research methods are very there you deep. Go. 
Well, that was an oh, absolutely was stunning victory on the final question. And I think maybe that means an overall win. Three. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, what, do no, we, I... what, what do we win prize-wise? Is it a yeah, check is cash, or is oversized check? Or... The um, love and respect of the listener. You get a, the first game of Tabula. Roman tabula. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys fancy a game of Tabula? No? Anyone? Okay. Oh, <laughs> the, the pub is emptied. Hang on. What happened there? What's going on? Well, we do look forward to uh, collaborating with you on a, a, a live evening. I think that's definitely got to happen. Remind us of oh. the name of your podcast, please, if you would. Uh, sorry about this, Brian. It's Bush's board game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that would be great. We should do a game tonight. How good would that be? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Perfect. I've got I've got a copy of the wall board game in the other room that hasn't been used. The wall. Oh, wall. I've got the wall. wall. Basic oh, game of the wall. Vintage. We could well we could we could get Danny Dyer along, actually. There yeah. We go. Ancient and modern. We promise. <laughs> well, like he's Danny great, Dyer. Danny Dyer's he's great play, at Danny Dyer's play Senate. Well champion. He's, isn't he related to like Henry VIII or something yeah. anyway? Something that's like right. that. So that'd be right up his street, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll that's get one of your historical that. games and see how he gets on with that. Yes. Great. Okay, Danny, yeah. So this is uh, northern Vietnam. We just can't in, <laughs> can't invade with those troops. He's like, <laughs> mug. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thank you very much, Andy and Brian, for joining us on Fingers on Buzzers. Thank you for having us. Thank we really guys. appreciate Cheers. it. Thank, thank you. Oh, that's got me in the mood for a live board game sesh, Jen. Do you fancy that? Absolutely. I will. Uh, I'll clear off the dining table, make mm-hmm. plenty of space, and I'm going to try and find the missing couple of bits from Mousetrap just for you. <laughs> They've been lost <laughs> for 25 years, but <laughs> if you're coming round, I will. I will search through the loft for the for I mean, the diving really- man. Yes, please do. I've got some bits of mouse trap. So between us, let's make a sort of Franken Franken trap and uh, see a how huge, that goes. A huge game of mouse trap. Imagine that. Yes. Not we'll, not we'll... huge in like life size, but the size of a street in length. Yes. We can do that. Let's let's do it. Don't just clear off your dining room table. Clear your whole street. Great. I think that's a world record attempt in the making. There we go. Lovely. Well, thank you to Andy Bush and to Brian Murphy and. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Do listen to their podcast and listen to the next episode of ours because we'll be back very soon with another edition of Fingers On. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Buzzers.